Hey folks, this is Scott Hamlin with Leading Edge Archery, giving you the coronavirus podcast. Got Bridger with us and Mr. Tavansky's remote because he will not leave his house. Nope. Yeah, so. Uh, I'm doing I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. Is that what you're supposed to do? Staying alive. Oh. Yeah, that's what I'm supposed to do. Well, okay. So I think this thing's overblown. That's my opinion. Uh, but I'm I hope I hope I'm what right or wrong. I don't know. I hope you're right. Yeah, I hope I'm right. Either way, we're here. We got Jason on Skype, and we're here with uh, Sarah Lopez from Colombia. How are you doing, Sarah? Hi. Well, <laughs> I'm kind of bored of being at home, but <laughs> I'm really excited because I get to talk to somebody. So, so I got. So you're calling from Colombia, correct? Yes. Gotcha. So is it as crazy down there as it is in the states? Well, uh, we're getting news from Italy and Spain, but nothing right. from the U.S. So I don't know how you're doing there. Uh, the only news that I get are from Facebook. Right. But it's really crazy. Our health system is not the best. Right. It was already bad before the virus came, so it's crazy. But I'm well, really glad that I have everything I need here. Yeah, just to inform you, the United States has taken over a worldwide record on coronavirus cases right now. So <laughs> we actually beat okay. it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got over 120,000 or something like that. That's crazy. Wow. And, and more than half of those are in New York City. Yeah. So. Oh, that's insane. It's insane, isn't it? I know. So are you guys having, I yeah, mean, that's... so they've quarantined you to your house? They they decided that we have to stay at home for three weeks, but oh some people did it before. So yeah. this is my second and a half week at home. Uh, but I'm pretty sure they will extend that to two months. No kidding. But for now, officially, it's until April 13, I think. And people are getting arrested and everything because they go out. So it's crazy. Yeah. So it's, um, I got. I guess the sad part is, do you think the uh, your archery season pretty much is over for this year? Yes. <laughs> and also, all the decisions that I have been doing, I wanted to study the, the second semester of the year, and right. I wanted to start shooting indoors, so I was going to give it a try this year, mm-hmm. but now everything changed, so even the World Games, yeah. they are postponed, so it changed everything for me, uh, my future, my career, everything, so I'm trying not to think about that, just right. to live the day and see what happens, but... I'm pretty sure that even if the competitions are back in order, I will really consider going because my health and the health of a family is more important for me than yeah, winning. So, no doubt about it. Um, for those of you, for those of you who do not know, Sarah, gosh, arguably has been number one, number two, not top five ranked archer for what Bridger the last five or six years. Long time, long time, real long time. <laughs> she can flat out shoot a stick in a string as good as anybody out there. Um, so I guess the sad part is you have no ability right now to make money. I mean, and that, that's the scary part for you. Yeah, but at the same time, I get some uh, money from the local government and national government. It's not much, but, well, I live with my parents, 
and the house is big enough so I can shoot in the backyard and we have everything we need right now. I also have a scholarship, so I don't have to worry about school. So it's not that bad. Okay. That's not bad. That's good. But making all that money when you win is kind of nice though. (laughs) Yeah. But I always uh, like to invest that money in something. I don't want to keep that in the bank or just buy shoes and bags and stuff. I I like to buy uh, like houses or stuff that I can give to my parents in the future. So they, they have, they can stop working in a couple of years now. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, family's pretty important. I know that was one of the things when I moved <laughs> to South Texas, uh, the Hispanic culture I learned is it's all about family. 100%. Yes. Yeah. I think that's cool. That's awesome. So um, yeah, I get I get updates from Colombia because I have a I have a really close friend that's stationed with the military down in Colombia and Medellin. Um, and then I have a friend that he used to be a pilot in the in the US Army, got out, flies for Delta married a Colombian girl and unlike everything I've ever seen she kept him down there um, so we get updates from from those two it's it's hard everywhere so I know you guys have been indoors for a long time I've been indoors for about two weeks now so I feel your pain Sarah yeah we don't really have indoor season here so for me shooting home is a nightmare I'm really bored. <laughs> I only shoot for like two weeks before Vegas. That's right. all I do of indoors. So you don't have indoor. Is that because it's just always so, so beautiful outside? I mean, is it warm year round? Yes. Yeah. The whole year is warm. So, so do you we hate cold weather? <laughs> well, I really like to try indoors, but uh, it's really difficult to find a place to shoot real right. indoors here. So we right. practice outdoor. Or Vegas. Yeah. And it's really different. So do you hate cold weather? Not really. Well, I I went to New York like three years ago and it was snowing. Mm. So I really liked how it looked, but when I went outside it was terrible. <laughs> and when I every time I go to Vegas we go to the mountains to see the snow. Uh-huh. So I really like that. But just like one day or two. Yes, More right. than that, I get crazy. Right. Look at it. Look at it, and then leave and go back where it's warm. Yeah. <laughs> I don't blame it. I hate cold weather with a passion. You, I've never met a human being that hates cold weather more than you. Yeah. And I'm from Ohio. <laughs> I'm like Bridger. I'm up in the Midwest where. Well, that's why I left Ohio at 21 years old, and I've never. I've been back. Well, I'm going to date myself. I'm 51. I've been back four times since I left. <laughs> that's it. I hate cold weather that much yeah one of them was last summer. yeah was it really yeah it was yeah for outdoor nationals, for nationals yeah, yeah i remember that yeah you're right that's correct and it was hot it was hotter and you know what i don't yeah. miss that state at all i didn't like it at all there. <laughs> i was born and raised there but i have no desire to go back it's horrible no i'm i'm not a fan of cold weather no. at all. i think i'm right there with you so i got a question about columbia so hey. there's the places I've ever wanted. I've always wanted to go to Brazil because you see it in the movies all the time and it looks so beautiful. I've always wanted to go to Colombia. Um, I've never been to South America, of course. I mean, is it awesome there? I mean, as far as the the sights and everything, is it? I know you live there, but you know, do you like it there? I really like it because there's green everywhere, 
and it's really warm. You can find like all kinds of fruits everywhere. Like you can be in your car going to work and somebody selling fruits into the corner so you can just buy some fresh fruit and go to work. And people are really friendly here. The food is amazing. Uh, I don't know, I have been living here my whole life. I really like the US because, well, I, I really love it, but I will just put some more green there. Yeah. <laughs> the green is missing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Jason, yeah. we got to make a trip down that way. Say, so, I've. What, to Colombia? Yeah. yeah, why not? There's only one thing that I would probably have what? to do. I'd have to bring my own hot sauce. <laughs> we, we don't really use hot sauce here. That's more from Mexico. But, yeah, well, the World exactly. Cup is in Medellin, so. Say, I've been uh, I've been there three times. I think twice for World Cup and once for mm -hmm. uh, Pan American Championship mm -hmm. games. I remember which one it was uh, a couple of years ago. Eighteen. Yeah, in twenty eighteen. Uh, I the. I think you had said it before too, sir. The weather down there is always gorgeous. I don't think I've ever had a day where it like wasn't like seventy-five sunny with really? next to no humidity. Like it was no humidity. Gorgeous. Oh, it was unbelievable. Yeah. I thought it's <laughs> crap down there. No, because of their elevation. Oh, mm -hmm. it's a mountain country then. Mm -hmm. Ooh, I would love that though. Yeah, it's gorgeous. So here's a crazy question: Do they hunt down there? Uh, no. <laughs> no. Wow. Well, yes. Some people do, but it's not allowed <laughs> by the country. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. Do they have deer? Uh, in some parts, but it's not that common. Huh. No. <laughs> I didn't know that. So uh, I hear mountains, and I just think animals and deer and deer hunting. Well, we have bears and Ooh. like big cats. And yeah, I think you guys have jaguars, don't you? Yes, we do. Um, we have. Lots of birds. Scott, you're afraid of bears. We all know about <laughs> no, a jungle a, cat. <laughs> that now, jaguars, <laughs> I'd be terrified of, because I heard them mess you up. Yeah, we have those. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I remember reading about that. That's pretty cool. That's awesome. So everything you guys do is outdoors, though, from an archery standpoint. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So why don't you tell us how did you get into archery? I mean, what got you into the sport? It had to be uh, <laughs> got to be a good story behind that. Well, um, since I was little, I always did sports in the afternoon. So we, when we go to school, we go from like 6.30 in the morning until 2 p.m. And then we have the whole afternoon free. Um, it's different from the U.S. You don't have like extracurricular activities. You have to find your own outside your school. So I was in um, volleyball, tennis, soccer, basketball, and everything, but my brother didn't. And he really liked to play video games a lot. So my father told him that for each hour, uh, hour that he spent doing sports, he could play video games one hour. And his best friend, he was doing archery, so he thought it was easy and boring. And he thought it was a good deal for playing video games. And then we went to the field. And we saw like 20 archers and there was only one girl shooting compound. And I fell in love with the compound bow. It was so incredible. Yeah. And I decided to quit everything and start doing <laughs> archery. And 
here I am 11 years before. That's awesome. After, sorry. <laughs> so you played a lot of other mainstream sports, but as soon as you picked up, yes. the, that was for you. Yes. I was doing volleyball at the time, and then I quit. So the most popular sport, if I'm not mistaken, in Colombia is probably uh, football, soccer? Yeah, soccer and cycling. Cycling, because, really? Yeah, uh, last year a Colombian won the, the this tour that they do in France. I don't oh, know. the Tour de I France, the Tour de France. Yeah, that yeah. one. A, yeah. a Colombian guy won that. And also we have like a two-time Olympic champion in BMX. So uh -huh. wow, that's I, really popular here. That's pretty cool. So, mm -hmm. from an archery standpoint, I mean, you, you've you won, I mean, can you go over some of the, I mean, you've won, I don't know, everything, it seems like. <laughs> you've got to yes. be, you have to be like a, a, a country's princess when it comes to the sports. <laughs> not really. Oh, if you on. don't go to the Olympics, you're nothing here. So. Really? I'm, yeah, I'm not that popular. <laughs> no kidding. Well, so yeah. you've won how many, Bridger, I mean, you probably know better than anybody. How many world championships and number fun stuff? For, for, for Sarah. I mean, how many have you won world championships, Sarah? Yeah, a lot. Uh, I won two world champs in teams. I have three gold medals in junior world champs, 10 world cups, five world cup finals, the world games, Panam games, um, and, and some other medals in teams, mm -hmm. mixed teams also. So, have you ever thought about switching over to recurve like Crystal Govan did, just so you can get to the Olympics? I wanted to, but not for going to the Olympics. I just wanted to uh, prove to some people that it's not that hard, <laughs> because <laughs> recurves complain a lot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Well, I might get in trouble for this, but... Uh, they ask for a minimum score to be in the team, and that score is it's a joke. I'm sorry <laughs> if I hurt somebody's feelings, but I it's a joke. For us, you have to shoot 700 for the girls and 705 for the boys to be in the national team. Mm -hmm. And in recurve, the, the scores are, are really low. So yeah. I just wanted to prove them that it's not that hard. But at the same time, I was having a really great season, so I thought it would be a waste of time to just right. leave my compound behind. Yeah, there's no doubt. So for, for you guys in compound, you have to shoot a 700 to be on the national team? On the girls' team, and in the boys' team, 705. And also, you have to shoot 149 for the guys and 148 for the girls, three times at least, to be in the team. Is that at a selection or throughout the year? Uh, we have, like, well, through the year, but they only take, like, the three best scores out of the year. Okay. Mm -hmm. I don't know if we would have a women's compound team if that was a requirement. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not to, well, right now, I have the score. Alejandra Osquiano has the score. And the third girl, she shot uh, 699, but she's on the team oh, because oh. it's just one point. But... <laughs> Yeah. Wow. That's pretty that's pretty tight. That's tough. Yeah, that's <laughs> the last nationals that we had Daniel Muñoz shot 713 and Sebastian Arenas 710 and the third guy he shot 706. Wow. So, 
Wow. Yeah, that's why we are so sad because we our level right now is incredible, uh, and we really wanted to shoot as a team this year. Right. But I don't know. Well, you and honestly, you came out of the box shooting really good. I know you came here to the states at Vegas, made the uh, I think second place at Vegas. Um, yes. And so, I mean, that's a solid start to the season, and then. My gosh, all this stuff happens, and it just yeah, <laughs> it's horrible. Um, and it's I mean, it's just unbelievable how bad. So I think your biggest claim to fame for me, and I've followed you throughout the last five or six years. Yeah, I'm, I'm a fanboy, and uh, <laughs> I absolutely thought it was a cool. And I use I use this as a teaching training tool, even for my young lady archers. Um, when you went to Vegas, I think it was what four years ago, three years ago, and you shot men's open championship. Yes, <laughs> that was just that was the the coolest thing ever. I'm just gonna say, I thought it was badass. I <laughs> loved it. Um, and you competed. I mean, really competed. I think you finished what eighth that year or ninth. I I don't remember. I I really wanted to shoot a 900. I wasn't ready at the time. But I wanted to push myself to do that. And I also wanted to prove that there's no difference, that we can do it. Right. In 53 years, we ha- we only had like four 900s. And last year and this year, we had three. So the level is increasing. Right. And I don't know, maybe I will do that again in a couple of years. Maybe next year, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. <laughs> this year is crazy, but maybe next year. I was really close of shooting 100 this year. That I'm, I'm pretty sure that I can do that again. Oh yeah, I don't think there's no doubt about it. I was watching you shoot with <laughs> Linda over there, and you were. Yeah, it's it's not that hard. Once you do it, then you you know how to do it, and right. you said to yourself like, "This is really easy. Why why I didn't do it before?" Right. Well, and the crazy thing is you don't even get a chance to really practice that because, like you said, you don't have an indoor facility in in Colombia no. to practice that. So you come into Vegas kind of kind of ice cold, don't you? Yeah, the light, it's really different. So the first day is the worst because you don't see anything at all. Yeah. And once you shoot the first 300, then you know that it's all about the, the feeling and the technique mm. and doing a good shot and not about what you see on the flip side because you don't see anything. Right. It's just about sensation of the shooting. So have you ever thought about coming to the U.S. like in December, you know, time frame and spending a couple of months here shooting some of the big tournaments that are going on indoors before Vegas to try to get that yourself That was ready? the plan for this year, but yeah. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen, but that was the plan. Yeah, because, I mean, you could – you know, there's a Midwest Open, the Iowa Pro-Am, um, you got yeah. Lancaster. There's about four or five tournaments you could make some good money at. Yeah, that was the plan for this year and also for a couple of years because I really want to finish med school. So I mm. was planning to start shooting indoors and gotcha. put a stop in outdoors for a while. But I don't know what's going to happen. So. Right, right. Yeah, that's amazing, though. Yeah, well, I thought it was cool because I use it all the time. That, you know, I, we've talked to uh, Linda on this podcast. We've talked to Paige, and we've talked a lot about the money side of it for you all as women. And heck, I bet you, if you finish top five, top ten, and the guys, I bet you'll end up making more money than you would yes. if you. Yes. Yeah. Of course. And there's a big disparity, and I, I've said it before. Some of these, you know, you take you and 
four or five of those top female archers, you all can go head to head with, I think, I think with any of the guys out there. Um, yeah, this year I got second in Vegas, and my boyfriend, he got eighth, and he got yeah. more money than me. That's crazy. So, that is crazy. Yeah, and I got that, second. That was an interesting conversation. <laughs> Who's buying dinner? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's that's unbelievable. So, mm-hmm. well, I think it's cool that you did it and you had the, the guts to do it. And that's what I love the fact that you are so hyper competitive with that and you don't care. Um, yeah. I think that's cool. That's unbelievable. Um, Thank you. Yeah, I've seen you shoot a couple exhibition matches. You shot one against Mike. Yeah. Was it in, uh, in, Turkey? in Turkey? And then yeah, you shot the, against Jesse. One of my nugs, one of my nugs broke and I shot a miss. Um, but I started with a 30, so. Yeah, I remember. Yeah. And, and in Vegas, it was my first time shooting, uh, like, to the small 10. Oh. So I only got, like, one hour of practice before the match. Yeah, it was it was a different experience. Yeah. So the second. Yeah, but you did it. The second thing I remember you most for is I think I think you guys were in China. I don't know. You were somewhere overseas in the eight, in the Orient. Maybe not. You might have been Medellin. I don't can't remember. But you uh, you were shooting. I think it rained and you couldn't see through your yeah. peep sight. I remember that. Yes. That was, uh-huh. that was my first year on the tour. Really? Because you shot right before I did, Sarah. I remember yes, that. I remember that. That had to be a horrible experience. <laughs> it was scary because the coach that was behind me, he's not my coach, um, Alejandra, she shot for the bronze medal. And then I got in. I remember Rio was around, and when he saw that, he went running to grab Alejandra's bow, and she was just going to the practice field, and he just grabbed her bow and didn't say anything to her, and he he gave me Alejandra's bow to shoot, and they he and Mel were trying to fix my bow. You can't see that in the video, but they were trying to see what, what was the problem, and I right. shot half of the match with Alejandra's bow, and she's, well... She's more small than me, and uh-huh. I couldn't shoot with that bow. It was a nightmare. <laughs> but, I remember that. Yeah, yeah it was it funny. Was, <laughs> yeah, that was it was pretty pretty funny. You're not kidding. So um, let's talk a little bit about your bow, uh, if you don't mind. I know you've been shooting Hoyt. It seems like your whole career, correct? Yes. Yeah. So we all know you shoot a Hoyt. Um, as far as like your release, what kind of release do you shoot? Do you shoot a thumb button or a hinge? I should both but a hinge for practice i'm shooting the the goat right now mm-hmm. and the blade pro gotcha i like that goat release it's pretty nice yeah i really like it can't put it down <laughs> yeah i gave one to jason and he's like addicted i don't yeah. really like hinge releases i get really scared with them mm-hmm. but i really like this one because the feeling in the hand is the same as the blade pro so right. It's it's not like anything changes. So do you like to have more, like control, more control over your shot with the thumb button? Yes, because when I started shooting like 10 years ago, I started with a back tension release, and I can't count how many times I hit my face. <laughs> so I got scared of them. Yeah, that happens to all of us at try. <laughs> <laughs> part of it i put my teeth through my bottom lip a couple of times when yeah I was and i was i had braces at the time so oh my gosh it was <laughs> that hurt yeah, it was painful <laughs> that's awesome um 
What kind of how much poundage did you shoot as a woman? I was shooting with fifty-eight, but Whoa. I I changed it to fifty-four because I'm shooting bell blank and I don't see the need to shoot fifty-eight right. during these weeks, but fifty-eight. Yeah, gotcha. So, can I ask you a question about your transition from the Prevail series to bows okay. uh, to, <laughs> to the new one? I mean, yes. there's a big difference between those two platforms. When we got the first one, I got mine in. It was um, it was a big change. That Invicta is a different animal. Um, yes. <laughs> did it, did it take you a while to get used to that draw cycle in the back wall to really master it? Yeah, I'm still having trouble with that, but <laughs> I really like it because. It's it is forcing me to shoot like more aggressive. Yeah. So I'm getting used to it. I think this time shooting a blank bail with a back tension is going to help me a lot. But I lose control of the bow sometimes because when I feel like well, while I'm shooting, I get like into airplane mode sometimes, and mm. I just let my body shoot, and sometimes. Like my body still thinks that he has the the prevail in right. in my hands, and yeah. it's it's weird. No, I, I you know what I experienced it with it was the prevail. You could get you could become a little bit more like you said autopilot on it. Um, it wasn't really aggressive. You could just hold in the backside and kind of break shots. Like yes, very organically, kind of let them just happen. Um, when you try to do that with that Invicta, it'll punish you. <laughs> mm -hmm. It's it's not yes. real forgiving on the backside. You have to stay in the bow, and it'll. But to your point, I think it. I have one of our archers using it now, and um, he came out of an elite, and Jason shoots elite. Mm -hmm. he, you know, they can make you a pretty lazy archer, and um, and I've, I'm asking him to stay in this Invicta because it's gonna he's gonna shoot a more aggressive shot, staying with yes. the bow. Yeah, and. But yeah, I know what you're saying. Every time you start to relax a little bit, it uh, it'll get you. <laughs> mm -hmm. For sure. I was kind of wondering because a lot of the women, I was thinking, man, the women are going to struggle with this a little bit. It's going to take a lot more arrows to, to, you know, transition your shot process over to the Invicta than in the past. Yes, and I actually took like a year to get used to the Prevail. So. Say, so yeah, I know for a it's while. It's really different. I know for a while you had shot the, uh, I think it was, the, was it the podium? Yes. So, but before you'd shot that Index. after the, the Prevail came out. Yeah. So, That's I mean. That's my favorite bow ever. <laughs> as, as somebody that shot a C4 for like five years, <laughs> you know, 10 years after <laughs> it got released, I totally understand, you know, becoming uh, attached to a bow and, you know, you have one that fits your shot and that you just know mm -hmm. front and back, it's, it makes it hard to switch sometimes. Yeah, it, it was really hard for me because, well, I, I think I broke like 11 world records with that bow. Mm -hmm. and, and switching from that bow, it was, it was terrible because at the beginning I was down like 20 points out of my average scores. Yeah. But it took me a year. And once I got used to it, I really loved it, but mm -hmm. I, I'm really waiting for that to happen with the Invicta. So does, as a professional archer, does it sometimes get, I'm going to say this as nice as I can, does it get annoying switching bows every year? 
trying, you know, because really sometimes you feel like you just you figure it out after maybe three or four months and your season's half over and you're finally just figuring the bow out and then bang, here comes a new one. Well, it's for me, it's really exciting because my biggest dream ever was to be on the whole team. Uh-huh. So getting a new bow every year is like Christmas and I really love that. <laughs> I get to pick the color of the bow and I get to like put stickers on it. I really like that part. But the part about getting used to the bow well, I at the beginning, I was really frustrated with that. But then I realized that everyone that I compete with is going through the same. So Right. right. Gotcha. No, that makes total sense. I get it. Mm-hmm. I just know sometimes, like you said, you shot that podium. So amazing. Did so many great things yeah. with it. Sometimes it's... I, I could see where you could get annoyed a little bit. I mean, because sometimes it takes a while to get used to these new platforms. So hopefully they'll be over with the Invicta for a while. You don't have to worry. Yeah, about. it it takes a while. And also my bows, they take a long time to come to Colombia. So yeah, yeah. when I get my bow, everyone already had their bows for three or four months. Yeah. So, so you get it. You I need to take... make that transition faster. Yeah, exactly. Um, do you shoot a power in your lens? Yeah. You? I shoot uh, eight X's, I think. You shoot it. I don't really know much about my bow, but yeah, I shoot eight. Eight power. Yeah. So does the movement not bother you? <laughs> <laughs> um, not really. I've been using that since forever, so I think that's the only thing I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I really like that. Uh, I tried. I'm gonna put an eight power, and it was terrible. I couldn't see anything, so (laughs) I I stay with eight. Eight, man. I, dude, I I can't. I freak out with how much movement I have with a four power. I am gonna put it. I'm gonna put eight (laughs) power in Jason Tabanski's scope, and I'm gonna let him see it, dude. You would freak out. (laughs) But I see from the seven to like to yellow, so it's not that. I don't know. Yeah. Scott, I already see everything in 8-power. <laughs> <laughs> it's just natural. My eyes are Your that eyes good. Are that good. <laughs> I, that's some, you know, she's the second woman we've talked to. Paige, I think, says she shoots a 7, a 6 or a 7. I can see a 6, but an 8, that is a lot of power. I mean, <laughs> yeah, but my arms are shorter, so I yeah. think we see the same thing. Well, you and I are the same. Draw. What is your draw like, like 26, 26 and a half? I don't know. I think like 25. Is it 25? Yeah. I seriously, I seriously don't know anything about my bow. Yeah. My That's... coach won't let me learn anything about it. It's probably not a bad thing. That way you can just watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I... I need to trust my bow. Yeah, I teach a lot of the kids here, the young people, to try to teach them how to tune their own bow and fix their own bow. But that causes me more problems because they like to go play. And think. Yeah, they... exactly. And he knows that I will do that, so <laughs> I, I don't yeah. I don't do anything on my bow. Yeah, so he just says, here, shoot it. I'll hand it to you and go shoot mm-hmm. it. Oh, I will yes. play devil's advocate on that because I'm kind of on the other side of that as Scott is. Uh, only for the reason that, like, say you get caught in another situation like you were in China a few years ago. Uh, that way you don't have to yeah. depend on coach to fix your stuff. Or if somebody's not there, you know, if you get, like, yours is like a once in a lifetime situation i imagine with you know your coach not being there being available but mm-hmm. if you know your stuff you can 
you know, sometimes you're able to fix stuff on the fly a little easier. Yeah, yeah I know the basics stuff, but yeah. mm-hmm. like, like you're not pushing, changing you're not the uh, and stuff. Yeah, I don't know how to do that, but I know the the basic stuff, and also I know that if I have some trouble, people are going to help me. Right. But he knows that if I start shooting bad, I will blame the bow and I will start changing the stuff on it. <laughs> he knows me, so. That's awesome. But I'm trying to learn. I'm, I'm trying. Well, that's a good coach. I like that. <laughs> so um, can I ask you a question about your process? So do you consider yourself a puller or do you shoot more of a static shot, like kind of let the shot happen or are you pulling the, the you know, trying to pull the cams off the bow? Um. I think I'm in the middle. <laughs> I don't Got know how to explain that, but I, I think I do both at the same time. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, that makes sense. So you're staying aggressive in the shot, but kind of letting the shot happen without making yes. it. Yes. Yeah, gotcha. That's fine. Because you have to be, you seem like the type of person after watching you, of course, on YouTube and all the shooting that I've watched you do over the last five or six years, and of course, having the guts to go shoot against the guys, I was like, this girl's got to be a power shooter. <laughs> I bet she's pretty damn aggressive. <laughs> so, so do you ask you quite, You're are you married or you a boyfriend? Yeah, I have a boyfriend. So, do you all compete against each other a lot? Yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah cool. Yeah. Who wins? Um, sometimes I do. Sometimes he does. Oh, okay. Gotcha. He's shooting really well lately. Really? Yeah, he shot an 800 this year. We were really excited to see his season, but. It's suspended, so. Yeah, that's what stinks. Mm-hmm. It stinks that it shut everybody down. That's for darn sure. So, mm-hmm. um, outside of and he lives out in Puerto Rico, right? Yes. Oh, really? So, I, I've got a lot of friends that live. I, I, <laughs> my my adult uh, life, I grew up with Puerto Ricans, and a lot of my friends are back on the island. So, I think they have it right now, Scott. Where, based on the last numbers of your vehicle's license plate they can be out yes and they're taking turns yeah uh, they haven't had a lot of cases out there uh, but they're trying to be super careful um and they're really restricting movement out there yeah so wishing him the best of luck and everybody out there uh, stay safe yeah they, they don't have a lot of cases all the cases are from people that came in the cruises yeah yeah, but they, they they have that. We have that also here for going to to shopping, grocery shopping. They they see the last number of your ID, and you have like a exact moment of the day that you can go to the supermarket based on the last number of your ID. Right. So are people like they're not like buying up the whole store, are they? Yeah, they, they are. are. You guys out of toilet paper because that's our issue. <laughs> Yeah, some places, but, well, I live, like, outside of the city, so we have a small supermarket, mm-hmm. but they have plenty of stuff there. That's good. Yeah, all all over America, they we the first thing everybody bought was toilet paper. Yeah. Yeah, same here, because they saw the pictures on Facebook, and they, they the- went running... <laughs> Buying a grocery oh cart. my god! If Americans are buying toilet paper, we better go get it all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is crazy. Hey, we should we should advertise on Facebook that archery equipment is running out. Yeah, no yeah. kidding. Yeah. 
I'll that way people can go out and buy all the archer equipment. Have more come oh, to the shop. By wow. That is crazy. Unbelievable. Uh, anyway. Sarah, I got a question. What do you do for fun outside of archery? Um, <laughs> I don't have a lot of free time. I go to med school, so I study a lot, and I shoot in the afternoon, or mm-hmm. when I have classes in the afternoon, I shoot in the morning. I, I started going to the gym a week before all this craziness oh, started. Yeah. Um, and I really like to watch movies, to cook. My mother has a, like, a, she, she sells flowers. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to say that in English. So she, she makes a lot of stuff with flowers and I yeah. help her. Cool. And I really like to, I don't know, to stay at home and play with my pets. Yeah. So you're going to school are you to be a doctor or a nurse or? Yes, a doctor. Doc- really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So she's going to be a world champion archer and a doctor. So is, is becoming <laughs> a doctor in Colombia as hard as it is in the States? It's different. I believe that you have to study first for four years and then you can apply to med school. Right. Here it's different. You have to, when you finish school, you make an exam and based on this course you can go to public school or to a private school and if you can pay well you pay and then you go to med school um, and it takes 12 semesters mm-hmm. but right now I'm in the middle and I have been studying for nine years and I mean right in the middle of right so my career are, are you gonna be like a general practitioner are you gonna be a surgeon what's your what's your goal in the med- medical field well, we have also a difference there. I believe that when you go to med school in the U.S., you can choose what you want to do, and then you finish your career in that. Correct. Here, you you graduate as a normal doctor, like a regular huh. doctor, and then you can apply to study something. But that's also based on some scores of the exams that you take, uh-huh. and it's really hard to go to go to to study something else. So I really wanted to be on. A pediatric oncologist mm-hmm. before uh, archery came to my life but now I really like all the sports related medicine so oh, yeah the uh, plan is to finish med school and then I will focus on the next step gotcha god that's amazing that's a, and the med uh, to be that and try to shoot at your level that's unbelievable I mean you're <laughs> I can see you have no time <laughs> yeah I don't have time so when you do when you go to practice, do you mind sharing? I mean, how many arrows do you shoot on an average day to practice? Um, the lowest, like one hundred and fifty, and the highest three hundred. But it so depends a, yeah. on the day. Right, somewhere between one hundred fifty and three hundred arrows a day. Yes. Gosh darn, that's un- unbelievable. So do you get a chance to compete in Colombia at all? I mean, are there tournaments in Colombia, or are you solely Base, you know, you have to practice it outside of, you know, outside the states. Well, we have nationals, and that's where you make the team. But we have a lot of nationals, and then you have trials. So based on nationals, you get invited to the trials. Mm-hmm. And we also have like the biggest competition for us is the national games. Those are every four years, uh-huh. and they pay a lot of money for every medal. So we used to shoot FITA, but now that 
it doesn't exist anymore. They decided to put uh, outdoors and indoors, like something like that. So we shot 18 meters outside. Right. And it was really windy. Oh my but gosh. we we used Vegas targets and compound uh, was only scoring the small well the X right. and Ricur was scoring the ten. It was like something they they created here. Right. But that that's our biggest competition and for a local archer that's the main goal to shoot right. nationals. Gotcha. That's awesome. That is a, that is cool. That is really cool. So also you like pets, you have a lot of pets? I have three dogs and three cats. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a job in itself. <laughs> That's for sure. So do you get a chance to travel to Puerto Rico very often? I do, but um, we we spend most of the time shooting, so sometimes he comes to Colombia. And most of the time, we see each other at the World Cups. Right. But I, I really, I really spend some time there. Like every two or three months, I, I go like for two weeks or right. so. But he came every month. He was actually coming for one month, and his flight was the same day that our president closed all Closer. the airports. Yeah. So, so he, he had to stay there. That's crazy. Wow. Is your uh. What's your uh, what's your favorite Puerto Rican food? Um, uh, th- they have something called mofongo, that's really good, oh, yeah. <laughs> and piña colada. Also, I love that. But it's like really like Colombian food mostly, so okay. it's not that different from here. We eat a lot of oh, no. beans and rice, and they do too. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, my Puerto Rican friend that's stationed down there in Medellin, he's he's already uh, talking about staying there forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so his, Medellin his is, is gonna incredible. Disown him. Yeah, man, that's awesome. Yeah, the food is good. So you guys are your staple is uh, beans and rice, basically. Well, that's our typical food in Colombia, but yeah. wheat, really different type yeah. of food. So, if I'm not mistaken, isn't baseball big in Colombia? Um, yeah, kind of, but yeah, mostly on the coast, they play a lot of baseball. Yeah, because I know there's a couple, there's a handful of pros. I, I love baseball. It's one of my favorite sports, and I know Puerto Ricans, of course, they, they're amazing at the game. Yeah. Yeah, Colombia's, I think, a pre- has got a handful of professional baseball players out there. That's yeah, sure. it's not that popular, but it's a really strong sport. Yeah, absolutely. So have they shut down all the sports also in your country, pretty much? Yes. <laughs> so yes, is, everything. The economy, is the economy starting to get bad? I mean, is it getting dangerous? Yes. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. So it's really, really scary. Yeah, so there's really no difference depending on where you're at in the world. This thing is really mm-hmm. taking its toll on everybody. No, it's really scary, and it, it's also like during the dangerous to go outside because yeah. some people are sharing pictures and videos of people stealing food yeah. of others and like they go into your car and they they steal your car but we are only allowed to go one person right. from each home but for mm-hmm. example I was in charge of the of the groceries but I can't go alone I have to go with my brother or my father but if we go outside like two people in one car 
they are going to arrest us. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, and if your your mom, you said she's a florist. We call them yeah. florists if she does the flowers. I mean, that's got to kill her business, I imagine. Yeah, but yeah, she, she was doing really well, so she still has some savings from that. Yeah. But we decided to start making paper flowers. We're selling those right now, and oh, they're cool. getting really popular. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. awesome. Yeah. That is cool. Yeah, I think, I mean, with us running the archery shop and being here all the time, uh, being involved in small business stuff, it's, I don't know, it's kind of cool to see how everybody, you know, we're only looking at it in the U.S., but seeing how a lot of small businesses are finding ways to make ends meet and make things work, and I know, it's cool to see that that's also going on everywhere else, too, yeah. mm -hmm. across the globe. That's for sure. So, What's your take? You think you're going to get a chance to shoot anything this year, or is it going to be over until indoor season of next fall? What do you think? Well, I don't know. I well, World Archery said that archery will start after June, but I don't think so. No. Um, and also, if they, if the situation is, gets worse, I will really consider going outside because. I, I really want to be safe and I, my family needs to be safe also. Right. And if, if this gets worse, I don't want to be in another country and then or the airports are shut down and I don't want to be yeah. trapped mm -hmm. in an airport. Right. So I, I think I will go to Mexico because, well, our federation already paid for everything and mm -hmm. I have to go. I also am lucky that we have the Pan Am Champs and the World Cup in Colombia, so I don't have to like, move yeah. a lot. I can go in my car. It's like a five-hour <laughs> trip. So. Yeah, exactly. Look, I'm I'm still trying to change and cancel flights from that uh that trip to Monterrey. Really? <laughs> yeah, because Sarah, you were supposed to be there this week too. Yeah. In, in Monterrey, correct? Yeah. Yeah, and Scott and I were supposed to be there because I was. I was shooting there for my uh, Paralympic quota. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the whole time, I think it was a week before we went that, Scott, you started talking about how you thought that they were going to shut it down and they were going to close the borders and stuff like that. And, of course, I was trying to be positive. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, we're going we're gonna to be fine. We're going to be fine. And then, boom, everything gets shut yeah, down. And it was, uh, I had the same attitude. And then, I don't know. Yeah, one of your one of your teammates actually helped me out. Um, Valentina Contreras. Contreras, she yeah. shoots recurve. Yes. Um, because she she buys a couple optics from me, and I was supposed to take her a replacement down there, and she messaged me and said, "Hey, here's a, a voice message from from World Archie Americas. Yes. So talking about how everything was postponed, and I was just waking up, and I kind of." I don't know. I saw it. I saw it on the bright side. I woke up, listened to it, and I smiled. I was like, "Okay, now I'm I'm at peace. It's, it's official. official." Yeah. Well, actually, um, the the team of Guatemala they went earlier, and they are trapped in Mexico right now. They're still trapped in Mexico. Yeah, I think so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. They are just not allowed to post pictures, but I think they were there for like a week. I don't know if they are already in Guatemala, but they were trapped in Mexico. Oh wow. That is unbelievable. Crazy. Mm -hmm. So I want to switch gears just a little bit. I like to talk about, um, you know, the mental side of archery. You know, 
You know, mm-hmm. I, I have a saying that probably 70% of this sport is between your ears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of shooting the bow. Shooting the bow is the easy part. Um, you know, how does how does Sarah Lopez handle the mental part of this game? I mean, when you, you know, you're getting into a, you know, last couple of arrows and you got a perfect 900 round shooting or whatever it may be. Um, you know, do you do you let your mind wander and just think about different things on the line, or do you are you actually thinking about every single shot that's happening? How do you handle that mental game? Well, sometimes I I find myself thinking about stupid things and then I realize I'm doing that like for example I'm shooting and I shoot an eye in the cameras and I start thinking oh my dad must be so mad because I shoot an eye but I don't know I, I have to shoot a 10 because I don't want him to get mad and I start shooting because I don't want my dad to get mad at me instead of <laughs> I want to shoot good because I want to win this right that's awesome so, or sometimes I'm I feel hungry and I start like Oh, I'm really hungry. I need to buy some food later. <laughs> and I, I just like it's like automatic. I just hear the the buzz of the of the clock, and I open my bow and I shoot. And I don't realize how I do it. I just I just let my body work, and my what? mind it's somewhere else. Right. Well, that's that's a good example of just shooting tens of thousands of arrows, where your shot process is automatic. Yeah. So you can afford to let your mind kind of wander a little bit to a degree <laughs> to keep yourself. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So did your, it sounds like your dad, you made, made that comment is your, has your dad pushed you your whole life as far as, you know, to be the best? <laughs> Not at all. No, <laughs> he, no. Well, he, he and my mom, they made a really good like effort for me and my brother mm-hmm. because Archer is not cheap and right. they had two, two sons practicing at the same time he my brother he's also going to med school so it's not cheap and he just wants me to be happy and he knows that i really enjoy shooting and traveling and this is what i love the most so he he's always telling me like if i win or if i lose it doesn't matter he just wants to see me smile in the camera that's all he cares about but he gets really nervous also so every time i shoot and i my brother tells me in whatsapp like he's He's mad because you shoot a nine, and he <laughs> says that the wind was blowing and you didn't see the the flag, so that was a mistake. And yeah. he likes to like play to be my coach. <laughs> right. But, That's awesome. You know, sometimes when I watch you, I was watching you shoot the finals, or I guess the second and third finals with Linda in Vegas. Um, you seem like you're pretty, you're pretty keyed up, pretty fired up when you're on the line. There's not a lot of smile. Well, <laughs> <laughs> I always smiled that Vegas was this year was different. Uh-huh. I'm going to be honest. I was mad because of all the comments and like I feel like they were putting all the attention on Linda and I was just left behind. And Sorry. they were always saying like, oh, did I forget to mention that she's shooting for the U.S. right now? So you and know what's he, funny? He said that again and again and again. And I, I was really stressed and frustrated because I don't know I, I it was really awkward for me to be there and that's why I was I looked like I was angry but I wasn't no. and I was also really nervous so I'm gonna tell you something though I brought that up I think maybe I brought it up with I can't remember with Paige or something but I had this con- a conversation about this very subject that I 
as an American sitting in the stands watching you shoot that shoot off, I was a little taken aback at the announcer kind of really pushing the the USA thing. And this is an international shoot. Um, mm-hmm. And and quite frankly, Linda is from Mexico. You're from Colombia, and I thought that was kind of weird. I, I I feel you. I hear you. I thought that they should have stayed a whole heck of a lot more neutral, you know. And mm-hmm. um, I just you know I don't know. I I know exactly what you're talking about. And I thought for you, I felt that would piss me off a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I was really awkward, and actually, Linda told me like this is really awkward, and I said, "Yeah, I don't, I don't feel really good right now." Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, she's from Mexico, and everyone knows that, and she, right. she really embraced her, her Mexican her side like yeah. all the time. Exactly. So it was really, I, I don't know. I think people like they really want to make us look like we are rivals, but we are actually friends, and. I really love to see her shoot because she's she's the archer that I grew up looking up to, and mm-hmm. she marked all the all the tournaments and everything that she did. I wanted to do it because she's right. she's a Latin archer, and being there shooting with the archer that I admire the most right. and shooting that good, like I felt like I was being I don't know. They left me behind, and yeah. all the comments were about her and shooting for the US and that's really important and, and that's great because I'm I'm pretty sure she will do amazing well this year if they put the competitions yeah, or next shooting. year <laughs> because the US team is is incredibly strong with yeah. her right now. Yeah there's no doubt so it was really awkward for me. Yeah. No I, I get it hundred percent. I was like I said, as a as a fan I thought it was a little bit over the top because um, yeah. I, I look at the Vegas shoots. It's an international shoot. There are archers from the over the entire world. You know, we are hosting it as the U.S. And, and I get it. You know, we like to toot our own flag for sure. But um, out of respect, I, I think they should they should have toned that down a little bit. I mean, because arguably you're one of the top archers on the planet. And, um, and I thought that was a I don't know. It was on the verge of being maybe just a little disrespectful, I thought. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, so I I decided to just look neutral the whole time. Oh, it's funny. I was really I, nervous. Also, I but I, I was watching it on the big screen and through my binoculars, and I was like, "Man, Sarah looks pissed. <laughs> 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 looks like she's just going to go take someone's head off." <laughs> uh, well, I wasn't pissed. I it was just I well, was it hey, was really awkward. Like I said, I I. I <laughs> I choked. I chalked it up to you being extremely focused <laughs> and wanting to win. Yeah, yeah. I really wanted to be focused, and also I wanted to be neutral because I didn't want people to think I was happy. I wasn't having a good time there. Right. At well, all. you you shot a nine, which is you know not usual for you, and I I know that was uh, had to be mm-hmm. tough to overcome. You know, to shoot the eight ninety nine instead of the nine hundred, which yeah. stinks. Yeah. So. Trust me, Vegas is one of those games that, that I always tell people it's the easiest, toughest tournament you'll ever shoot. Um, yeah. Because, like you said, it's twenty yards. You just got to hit, you know, ninety of those arrows in the in the middle. And uh, but you you add the Vegas vibe, you know, shooting in that stadium and the amount of people there and the amount of pressure. It's it's a tough. I think it's one of the toughest archery tournaments on the planet. So. Yeah, but. It's also the best tournament. So. Oh yeah, without a doubt. I really love Vegas. Yeah, Vegas is a lot of fun for sure. A lot of fun. 
So well, that's good. I I just I like to always talk about the mental game and how you guys handle it because it's a lot of the amateur archers, especially a lot of our young female archers. They you know they're always looking to you all. You know how does she do that? How does she handle that pressure? Um, because and, and it's it's interesting. I always tell people they're they're humans. They they get nervous. Do you ever get nervous? By the yeah. way, yeah. Do you get all nervous? The time. <laughs> do you really? Yeah, but when I get nervous, I laugh a lot. So that's why I'm always smiling in the finals. Uh-huh. Uh, so I try to hide being nervous with a smile. <laughs> that's what I do. So if you're laughing and giggling, you're nervous. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. So does that... Scott, if you see me laughing and giggling, I'm not nervous. I'm. That's that's my uh, defense That's your defense mechanism to say I suck today? <laughs> 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 that's for pain so please come help yeah, I me I figured it was because you were making fun of Scott yeah there you go well nine times out of ten but that one time I might be in pain oh whatever that's good um, so that's that's a good that's a good one though I mean I, like I said that's awesome that you can handle it I, I, I imagine if you're laughing and giggling then that eight power scope's gonna really get tough <laughs> Bridger Bridger sometimes will tell that to me he'll go if you could see what I'm looking at right now <laughs> Oh, Lordy. So you never, here's a crazy question, just because we all know how Bridger Deaton is. Do you ever get angry when you're not shooting good? You want to throw arrows? You want to break arrows and throw things? (laughs) I I used to do that when I was younger, and I'm not really proud of that. It only lasts for like one year until I saw somebody else do that, and I thought, like, oh, my God, I I look ridiculous doing this. I don't want to look like that. And I stopped. Yeah. So I I laugh when I'm mad with myself. I I laugh a, a lot. <laughs> That's so. good. That's a good coping mechanism. Mm-hmm. Instead of the other way, I don't have a bad temper. I don't get mad at all anymore. <laughs> Bridger's laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me, it doesn't go away when you get old. <laughs> I still get mad. Oh, that's I just good. don't throw stuff in front of everybody else. No, I, I mean, do- every once in a while. <laughs> It's so much fun to practice. Release down the Me range, and Bridger but... will practice together, and it is hilarious because it's two guys who should not be shooting bows together when we're not shooting good. There's a lot of carbon fiber flying through the air. There's a <laughs> USC fight gym. Yeah, exactly. Oh, it gets bad. Oh, so that's good. You guys are ridiculous. No, we're we're horrible. We are. We don't do that. No, we're passionate. You're passionate. There you go. <laughs> Passive aggressiveness. No, there's nothing passive about it. <laughs> no, probably. Regression. Yeah, just take your flits of vitamins and chill. A lot of aggression. Well, you know, the thing is, you want to be perfect, you know, and it stinks when you can't, especially when you do something stupid like drawback, you're aiming and you're getting in the shot and the first thing in your head is, man, my anchor point don't feel good. Oh, it's okay. I'll mm-hmm. shoot. And I'll shoot anyways. <laughs> and you shoot it and it's a god dang nine. And I just, I lose my I'll head. I'll be up front working on something and I'll hear, go, you damn it. <laughs> We've been hollering the range. Yeah, it's bad. Why let down when you can shoot? In well, the exactly. <laughs> Jason's got this phrase. What is it, Jason? Oh, we got it from Ben in, in Netherlands. Real men don't let down. We shoot eight. <laughs> Absolutely. I'm a, I'm a professional at that. For sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll. I'm the first one to admit it. I'll I'll sit there. I'll I'll draw back anchor in and I'm looking at it and I'm like man this just feels wrong nope I got it I got it just push through it push through it ah, 
shit will let you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Linda, do you ever, I mean, Linda, Sarah, do you ever do that? Do you ever get into your, your draw process and think this isn't right and go ahead and shoot through it? Yeah, I did that in Vegas and I shoot a nine. <laughs> You're kidding me. Is that how you shot the nine? No kidding? Yes. yes. No kidding. Mm-hmm. It so was you- really close to the line, but it was a nine. So. Wow. I didn't call the judge. I knew it was a mistake, so I deserved the nine. I, it was really stupid. I wasn't feeling good, and I decided to shit. Oh, so there you go, folks. Lesson learned. <laughs> when you know you shouldn't shoot it, you better not shoot it. <laughs> yeah. Because you don't get it back. Yeah, well. but sometimes you have to because you don't have more time. Or time, if you're yeah. shooting teams, you, you have to do it. Yeah, for your teammate. Yeah. So do you do you find yourself getting up against the clock a lot, or are you a pretty fast shooter? I th- I think I'm the faster shooter ever. Really? <laughs> I shoot really fast. Gotcha. Really, really fast. So you don't waste any time. So when you what you're saying is when you get your you shoot a dot. I'm assuming a dot. Yes. So when you get your dot in the middle, you pretty much start the process yes. right there. Let's get it off. I started I started the process when I'm at eight at twelve. Uh-huh. So when uh, I got to the ten. I'm almost done pulling You're, back. You know, yeah. I, gotcha. I shot really fast. That's cool. That's good, though. Well, you, If not, it's all, you know, we try, try to teach people your your shot's never getting any better the longer you hold. <laughs> yeah, I think uh, all my shots last, like, seven seconds. Wow. That is pretty fast. Yeah, I'm using this new Demantis thing, and all my shots last uh, from seven seconds the longest one, 10 seconds. Gotcha. Yeah, I just, I just got one of those and put it on my bow. I was playing around with it last week. Uh, Bridger, I sent you a video of it. And, yeah, I uh, seen the, yeah. the Mantis thing. That thing is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Do you like yeah. it, Sarah? Do you like, is it? I really like it. And I started using that. Uh, well, I got it like two months ago and I started playing with it. Then I went to Nationals, so I couldn't use it there. And mm-hmm. then, then the lockdown happened. So right, right. I'm not using it anymore. But I really liked it. It's really okay. useful. Yeah, Jason, what do you think of it? I I love it. I mean, for me, you know, I I have that restricted division where I can't shoot with a with a peep or a or a level or anything. Right. So it gives me how far left or right my bow is canted. Uh, it gives me the top degree, the bottom degree, um, shows me my draw cycle, um, or when I come down on the target, where I settle, and then how my shots are breaking. Um, I don't know, it's it's gotten better the, the more I've used it. Uh, my, my score started going from like a 92 average to like a 96, so uh, that means that everything is... Is working out the way it's supposed to. Right, gotcha. I haven't had a chance to play with that thing yet. I'm terrified of playing with it because I, I'm terrified of what my side picture might actually look like. No kidding. Measure. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You'd be surprised. Oh, I thought it, mine was how bad it is. Exactly. That's what. <laughs> that's exactly what I don't want to see. <laughs> I already know how bad it is. I'm behind the damn thing every day. It's not that <laughs> whatever. Like, is there's got to be an explanation? If that doesn't tell me why I shoot bad, then I've got a whole other set of problems. <laughs> I'm looking for an excuse here, yeah. Jaybird. 
No, you're not going to get one. <laughs> I'm not getting one. Not going to happen. Sarah, would you just tell them to use it, please? <laughs> <laughs> it's really useful. You should try it. Yeah. I need, I need to give it a shot. Uh, well, you, Jason sent the video over uh, of it. It looked pretty darn cool. So I'm a, I'm a tech guy. I'm a mechanical engineer, so I love technical stuff, and I'm afraid of what it'll, it, it'll be a crutch for me then. <laughs> I use it like nuts. That's awesome. Well, um, so what is your? Uh, I, I do have another question for you. This is kind of off the off the off the cuff a little. Um, have you ever shot three D archery? No, and I really want to. It you looks really it? fun. It is a lot. Me fun. too. <laughs> yeah. So Jason had never shot it before, and then he went to Salt Lake City for his. Uh, they had a team um, training session there. What Jason for like a week? I think it was. Yeah. So Jason started sending me um, videos and, and Snapchat pictures of the 3D course that he got a chance to shoot. And you even admitted it. Okay, I see why you guys love this so much. <laughs> right? It's fun. Yeah, it I need to learn how to do it, but I, it looks really fun. Yeah, it is a blast. Um, you know, one of the things that we're trying to push here, at least I'm pushing a lot, and I don't have a very big voice, but uh, is try to get a woman's known pro division. So you don't have mm -hmm. to learn how to judge yardage, which that makes it tough. Um, but um, it's it's a blast. You would have so much fun. I mean, yeah, maybe I will try next year. You know what? You know. Um, so who is it? Was it Tanya shot Bridger? Yes. I think yeah. Tanya. Tanya she, shot, and she just went down to the amateur division and she's women's been shooting 45. K forty five for a while. Yeah, and they can. You don't. You'll never get bumped out of K forty five. Yeah. So they'll until. Mike makes a women's known pro class. That's right. that's where a lot of that's I think what I would do. I think a lot of women will start congregating there. And if you see manufacturer support behind, you know, contingency, uh, that'll be when it moves up. But until then, there could be two hundred women in that class. It won't move up until there's manufacturer support. Right, right. But you got to try the the women's known forty five, so that way you don't have to guess yardage. Um, and I think you'd have a ball. You know, you, you shoot Reading. Do you ever shoot Reading, the classic? No. <laughs> no? No. Only outdoor archery in Vegas. That's it. Only outdoor in Vegas. Yeah. You need to come to the States one year in, in May and tr and shoot the out the Reading Outdoor Trail Shoot. Um, it's all marked distance and marked targets. Um, I think you'd love it. If she's, it's, it's a, because I know J uh, Bridger's I mean, one of your favorite shoots, isn't it, Bridge? Uh yeah, I was devastated when they canceled it this year. Yeah. Like I understand why, but it, that shoot is probably the most fun I have shooting a bow all year long. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. That's what people tell me. Like it doesn't matter if you are doing good; you you're just having fun. And yeah, exactly. Th that's so, what everyone is telling me. Yeah, there's just so much more that not that there's not a technical side uh, shooting, you know, indoor and and uh, target, but I don't know. There's just a there's so many more elements and uh, different things that can affect your shot there. Not only the distance and the angles and stuff, but, you know, side hills and downhill, uh, side uphill, hill, uphill, downhill, um, understanding how your bow reacts differently to other people's, uh, you know, and just kind of knowing when to trust your equipment and trust, trust yourself as far as, you know, like for me, the way I shoot uphill, I don't take quite as big of a cut as math tells you to. And then downhill, I usually take a little bit more cut than what the math says. Right. And that's just, you know, that's stuff you only learn by shooting it. Mm -hmm. So that's why I enjoy it, just the technicality of it. It's, 
it's a lot more than just stand on a line and hit the same spot every time. Right. Yeah, you'd love it. I think you'd actually have a ball. <laughs> and you'd be really good at it, too. I guarantee it. Yeah, I want to try. Yeah, you got to try that sometime for sure. That's no doubt. Jason, what else you got? Anything else? I think we've covered just about everything. I, I have a question. I mean, yeah. So, Sarah, I know you, you like to watch a lot of Netflix stuff. Have you watched? <laughs> have you oh, watched gosh. the Tiger King? Yes, I did. You did <laughs> I not love watch. that. Did you really watch that? <laughs> yeah. You should be ashamed. I was so bored, and I saw <laughs> Thank tigers, you. and I thought it was going to be about animals, and uh, it wasn't. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was about animals. The people in that show well, were yeah. absolute savages. Oh, have yeah, so, it was insane. <laughs> I, okay, so I haven't watched it yet, and Bridge has been trying to get me to watch it. Is it worth watching? Yes. <laughs> if I tell you, like, the most normal thing that happens is that a guy gets married to two guys. <laughs> that's, that's the most normal thing that happens in that show. Wow. Yeah, that's... No, Scott, don't. Have you watched incredible. it yet, Jason? No, I'm I'm holding strong. I'm refusing. <laughs> every day, you gotta watch it. He's he even puts memes up on the on the his phone. Yes, you have to. <laughs> I mean, I I might rewatch The Witcher exactly. again before I watch oh, that. I, know. I I am so tired of watching <laughs> my phone and watching Netflix. Oh my gosh, I just don't want to do it. I, I, it's gotten so bad. I'm watching Star Wars trilogy uh, fan base <laughs> on YouTube right now. Heard. Yeah, I'm a nerd. Total nerd. Hey, now's the perfect time for you to learn Spanish. You know, it's funny you say that. I Actually, I thought about doing that, getting the, uh, what do they call it, the Rosetta Stone? Rosetta Stone. Because that is one thing that I that I regret in my life, that um, I never learned how to speak Spanish. And I'm actually, my mother's from Japan, and I'm ticked off that I never learned how to speak Japanese either, which is horrible. But Spanish would do a lot more for me here, for sure. <laughs> Yeah, especially being in South Texas. So, speaking of Sarah, you speak or, Spanish, English, yeah. any other language that you're interested in? Um, no, I I had to take French classes when I was in school, but I didn't take that seriously, and now I regret it. Yeah, it you know, took you speak, five years, and I don't know anything. So, so you speak very good possible. English. You know that, don't you? <laughs> no, you do. You speak oh. English. <laughs> Thank you. Because I remember well, when we were talking to Linda, Linda was really paranoid because she thinks her English is bad. And, and like, yeah, you guys, I, I speak I very I think my good. English is terrible. No, it's good. It's better than Scott's. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I still make some mistakes in the pronunciation, and I don't know some words, but I, I try to make people understand what I'm trying you, to say. You speak great English, I'm going to tell you right now. Don't ever be <laughs> embarrassed about that <laughs> at all. Thank I've, you. My mom, being from Japan, she speaks very broken English, you know, and <laughs> and I, that's why I understand most other people that try to speak English from other other languages or other countries, and I can get it right away because you got to decipher what my mother says. It's pretty funny. <laughs> she's whew, she's horrible, but yeah, you speak great. English. Don't yeah. worry about that. Thank we you. We need to get you to speak Spanish. I do. I want to learn. How to speak. <laughs> but you know what's funny? I'll say something like, uh, so you know. As an American, I'll say Monterey, and then if I say it Monterey, you guys make fun of me. 
No, you're good. No, you do. You, I think you and Bridger or somebody was cracking on me one time when I said barbacoa or something. I forget what I said. Bar. It wasn't barbacoa because you, <laughs> you're afraid of it. Barbacoa? Well, so <laughs> whatever. I just think people would look at you kind no, of funny they if they hear Spanish coming out of you. Because everybody thinks I'm Spanish. Everybody thinks I'm Mexican. I mean, literally everybody. Yeah. Well, I and, and people don't people don't see that with me. Yeah, they no. look at me and then they're like, "What? Where did that?" No, come when from? I first met Jason, he started talking Spanish in the shop one day. I started cracking up laughing, and I was like, "You know, where did you learn Spanish?" Because he doesn't look Span- uh, Mexican at all. <laughs> yeah, you kill me when you start. Yeah, Sarah, you did the same thing to me in in Netherlands. Uh, <laughs> you probably don't remember, but we were yeah, we I were remember trying to find. Okay, so we were trying to find a spot to practice. It was uh, it was right before eliminations, and you guys were over in the practice field. And I rolled up, and I asked for room in English, and then I turned around, and I saw you, and I spoke Spanish, and you just looked at me like, yeah. where did that come from? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't expect that. Why are you that. speaking Spanish? <laughs> exactly. What's this big white guy in the chair talking to me in Spanish for? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. That's awesome. That is cool. But I need to do that, though. That's a good idea. Maybe I'll get Rosetta Stone and actually... Actually, what's sad is that we're actually cleaning up the archery shop because it looks like a bomb went off in here. That's a joke. I know it's horrible. <laughs> well, it's hard to do. Bridger's got a golf course set up in the in the range right now. Half our archery range has got a golf net and golf balls. He's back there hitting golf balls every day. He's he's hit more golf balls than he shot arrows in the last three days. I can tell That's, you that. Just today, I've hit more golf balls than I have than I've shot arrows. <laughs> It's hard, you know what we, what we hey. found, Sarah. And I don't know if you've, you're having trouble with this, because there's really no tournaments to prepare for yet. We don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. Um, it's hard to get motivated to shoot your bow. Yeah. Are you it's, going to do that? It's really frustrating because I don't, I, I have nothing to shoot for. You're right. So, like, I, I don't have motivation at all. Right. Like, I, I just shot today, and I didn't shoot for five days. I just I have my bow next to my bed and I I see my bow and I I don't feel nothing at all like I right. don't want to. But today I printed some small targets and it was fun. Gotcha. I, I'm I I will try to shoot tomorrow. Again. Yeah, we were talking about you know, without with all the unknowns on where this tournament season is going to end up being, um, you know. Even from a standpoint of getting a new target bow, we got a couple of customers and one of a couple of my staff shooters, you know, are waiting on target bows. And I, I kind of talked to him and said, "Look, if it was me, I just wait till October, wait till mm-hmm. the out. because you're going to get a new target bow, set it up to get ready to shoot, and we might get lucky and be able to shoot the Texas Shootout here, which is a you know a, a, a USA Archery tournament, and then maybe mm-hmm. outdoor nationals if we get lucky, maybe." You know, and then after that, yeah. you'll be ramping up for, for indoor season again. Yes. So it stinks, like you said. It's hard to get motivated. We're, we're... It's really hard because, as I told you, my team, like the level of my team right now, it's it's incredible. And we were really excited to shoot yeah. together. Yeah. Because I think this was, this was going to be our best year right. for all of us. And now, like. I don't know. I, I I feel like I need to have everything under control. I need to see when I'm going to travel and where and 
I even need to know where I'm going to stay, where I'm going to eat, where is the tournament going to happen. I need to know all the information and like no, not knowing anything at all. Right. I, I don't know. I feel really anxious and stressed. Yeah. Well, half the fun is the preparation. Like you said, booking your room, making sure you what you're going to eat and how you're going to travel, booking your travel plans. And then, you know, of course, training for the specific events you're going to shoot in. And I went back and shot a, a five spot NFAA five spot round the other day. And it was just hard. I was just like, what am I doing this for? <laughs> I mean, yeah. And if I didn't shoot a perfect good X, I no big deal. Didn't care. And it's just, you know, so then I found myself just flinging arrows instead of practicing. And, uh, yeah. And I, I, I really feel that we will see weird stuff happening at the tournaments. Like some people are able to shoot 50 meters. Some others don't. So maybe we'll see random people winning the events, like the top archers losing and making mistakes, because like no, not everyone can can practice at the right. same level. So I think we'll see weird stuff this year in terms you know, of who's going to win. You know, it's funny you say that. I think Bridger was asking this question the other day. You were asking Bridge about where you thought scores were going to be, where people were going to come out of the box and shoot amazing, or were we just going to shoot horrible? Yeah, I don't know. It's going to be, be interesting. Yeah. I, I agree with Sarah. I, I, I still have my money on. We're going to see some pretty amazing scores from some people that you might have never well, heard of That's what I was going to say. I think Sarah's right. I think you might see some parody in the in the events on mm -hmm. who's winning and who's shooting well. Mm-hmm. Because, because it's normally been the same three to five females, same three to five guys year in and year out. And that might change a little bit now. You never know. It's going to be a weird, weird season, a weird – you know what's crazy? I worry from the sports, from the archery sport as a sport, I worry about where we are going to end up as a, as a sport in the tournament world. I mean, this virus, I think, is going to change a lot of things. And, mm -hmm. you know, are we going to see archers shooting on the line with face masks on? You know, and seriously, I mean, I, I've seen some things in my local grocery store that make blow me away. I mean, I'm just like, are you? We had a, we had actually a family in there the other day. They were in gas masks. I'm not kidding you. <laughs> Straight up hazmat gas masks. Um, wow. And I was like, wow, this is the new reality, you know. And you know, and are people going to travel, you know, in an airplane to these shoots? Or are they going to be really scared and not go? Um, I don't know. It's, it's going to be interesting to see how this how this all works itself out. I hope it goes back to normal. I hope. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I, I'm pretty sure that some World Cups are not going to happen. Like, also the World Cup Finals. Right. I don't think we will have World Cup Finals this year. Yeah. And if we do, like, for example, if I'm lucky to get a, a spot, if they tell me that they're, well, right now they're supposed to be in Shanghai, but right. if this thing oh, no. keeps growing and growing, I will yeah. say, like, no, I don't want to go. There's no way. I wouldn't go to China this year, personally. Well, I wouldn't go anywhere this year. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. It's, so it's... I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one thinking this way. Right. Like, I'm pretty sure a lot of people are going to put their health first. Exactly. Yeah. That's why I think the you're I think I agree with you. I think the whole thing's gonna change. It's gonna be interesting to see how this works. Heck, I've even thought about will they end up doing virtual tournaments. You know, sometimes they do that here in the States where there may be you know, a dozen locations throughout the US that are shooting for nationals. 
you know, from your own club that's in your own state, per se. And um, that'd, be, that'd be horrible if that happens, because it's going to take away the camaraderie and the, the fellowship of archery that you could experience when you travel, you know, mm-hmm. and get to see all your friends and people that you, you know, you've grown up shooting the sport with for your entire life or half your life. Hope it doesn't get that way, but we'll see. Well, one thing I can say about it is once we do get back to some form of normalcy, it'll make going to tournaments that much more exciting, just being able to get back out. You know, it's funny <laughs> you say that because, you know, I've been doing this for so long, you know, as a, you know, I'm 51 years old. I've been shooting back when I mean, bows were still sticks and strings, <laughs> it seemed like. They but still no, make those. They still make those, I know. <laughs> no, but what I guess the big thing... He's talking about Stonehead. Oh, oh <laughs> yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. But when you get that taken away from you, like the tournaments right now, now I kind of like, God, I wish I could go shoot. I want to go shoot a tournament. You've never wanted to shoot so bad, have Exactly. You? Yeah, because, you know, archery, I hear when you. you own a shop and you are teaching and training, you know, a lot of archers, um, archery becomes a job. And I think even some of the guys, I mean, Bridger probably would admit it. I mean, Sarah, you may have went through it where you shoot so much the tournament season becomes such a grind that sometimes you, it becomes work and you think, oh gosh, here we go. I got to go to so-and-so next week and the week after that I got to go here. Yeah. Um, now, after it's been pulled away from us, I can't, I'm going nuts. I want to go to the next tournament. You know, let's go shoot. Um, so I yeah. think that's going to maybe help the sport a lot. Maybe some of these people that, you know, have lost the fire are going to find it again and think, man, I, you know, now I remember why I do this. I love it, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of sites right now, but for example, for me, it was really difficult because I made some decisions based on the the season, and right now I'm not going to school, so I I really regret that because everyone is doing like virtual classes and everything, and they are able to continue with their classes, but I'm not. I'm just stuck at home doing nothing at all, so... I don't know. So you put on you put well, your education on hold this year so to concentrate on archery yes. and got taken away. So yeah, it's a double yeah. Major. yeah, that stinks. Well, hopefully you'll uh, you'll be able to get back on track and you know, we'll get we'll get past all this crazy stuff and get back to no, some somewhat a normalcy, I hope. So other than that, we really appreciate you calling in and talking with us. Um I hope you had fun. I know I've learned a lot about you and that was awesome. Some of the stuff that uh, I've been dying yeah, to ask. Thank but, you. Yeah. So, and hopefully we'll see you back on the tournament trail soon. Um, we hope. Just hope and pray, and get back to get back to shooting our bows normal again. So. Well, thank you so much. It was really fun. <laughs> Good. Well, we thank you, and we'll be looking forward to seeing you on the trail. Uh, be safe down there. Don't don't yeah. uh, <laughs> stay in your house and be safe and and get get past all this like the rest of us. Hopefully, we'll get through this. Okay. Okay, thank you so much. All right, take thank care. You so much. All right, Sarah. Bye. Jaybird, you still there? Did Jason hang up? No, Jason's still. I oh, you're here. still there? Okay, good. Oh, that was a good. Yep. I'm still here. That was cool. That was I'm, cool. Yeah. I'm just happy to see that she watched Tiger King. That's the, that was the only question <laughs> I had this entire He's interview. so bad. Only Dude, question I had. He has been bugging time. me about this stupid Tiger We're King. Gonna watch so it. Bad. I'm going to watch it tonight, I think. But okay, so let me ask you a question though. If I start watching, let's say like at ten o'clock, am I going to binge watch it till six in the morning? No, you can watch like if you watch three episodes, that's an hour and a half. They're like forty-four minutes. Oh, that's not bad. 
Okay. You can watch three episodes and then watch the next four tomorrow. I got you. Okay. There's only okay. seven episodes. Jason, are you going to do it? You, you have to. Com- do are we going to commit to doing it, Jason? Gotta no, do it. I I'm still not going to. <laughs> so I mean, it all depends. Our our folks folks that are out there listening right now. How many of you have watched Tiger King? How many of you are obsessed with Tiger King like Bridger is? Send now, us your, will, your input. I will say it. Parents listening to this that let their kids listen to the yeah, podcast. Don't let the parents, don't let the kids watch it, it. I mean, there's nothing absolutely horrible. There is some derogatory language and that type of stuff and some adult-themed things being... A guy married two straight guys, which yeah, crazy, that's insane. Crazy. It's crazy, yeah. But gosh, it's must see television. Yeah. <laughs> All right, not to go on a tangent on that, but like, man. Yeah, he's been on. He's that's been. That's the only thing I can think about now. That's my whole <laughs> life now that Archery's gone. That's, that's how desperate King. I am. He's gonna go out. He's gonna he's gonna grow a handlebar mustache pretty soon, bro, and dye his hair blonde and get tiger man shoe and get a blonde mullet. Oh my goodness! Bunch of leopard print shirts. So get this, Jason. Today he actually put it up on YouTube. Apparently, this guy made like two or three albums or songs. And uh, yeah, didn't isn't he the the lead singer for Florida Georgia Line? Yeah, I know. I know. Yeah, he might be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was funny you say that. No, he put it up today. It was actually really funny. I mean, and it was the guy actually can sing. He's not bad. There's a zero. You've never heard him talk. There's a zero. Okay. Oh, speaking of singing, and and again, we need the input from the Listen, folks. Maybe to maybe I'll to sing this. one of the Tiger King songs. Maybe I'll sing Joe no Bridger. He Bridger, I sent you I that saw video. Tiger and Tiger saw man. <laughs> Nathan Brooks called. Did Nathan Brooks sing today? No, he sang in Cam. Was on Cam. Oh. Yeah, he he turned uh, glycerin into quarantine. He's better than me. Can he sing? He can sing. sing. I can't remember I mean, where it was. It might Bridger, Bridger can sing, too. We just need no, him Bridger, to, to do he's, it. I've heard the guy sing. Bridger can fly out. I've already got a couple ideas, Bridger. We're doing this. Oh, yeah, we got to do this All sometime. Right, so what, so it's, it's what did you... Uh, that was an awesome interview because I got a side of Sarah I didn't know... I didn't know her, of course. I'm not going to say I knew her, and I didn't. But it's just from what I've seen her on TV, on YouTube, and you know, traveling the, the circuit with her, you know, watching her shoot. That was a different person than what you see on the line. Because she's, I tell you right yeah. now, that girl's an intense competitor. I think she's really not sharing what she's what she's doing behind the bow. She seems like intensity times a thousand. That's my opinion. But. No, she was cool though. I liked her. I've I've seen her. I've seen her practice. That's that's about as close as I've been. Uh, and that was out in the Netherlands. And and I mean, once she gets in the zone, she gets in the yeah. zone. You know, but, she's Sarah's. I've known Sarah for a long time, and she's very soft spoken. And uh, I don't know, but you don't you don't get to be that good by without being like a high intensity, yeah, hyper competitive right. person. So so did you um. You know, you've seen her, Bridger. You said you've known her for a while, shooting with her and stuff. She's, you know, a lot of people, and I've heard some people say this about her that you know know nothing about her. I mean, I'll, I won't name names, but even a couple of people on our team this year made comments that man, she's just, she looks like she's just mad at the world, you know, all the time. And Sarah's probably one of the sweetest people I've ever met, like yeah. in the archery community. I mean, she's just good, and when you're good, people don't like you. Yeah, right? you're right. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I don't know of any more or less eloquent way eloquent yeah. way of putting it than that. Right. Just, it's kind of like the Tom Brady thing. Everybody hates yeah. Brady because he's the GOAT. 
Yeah. Heck, I don't so, like the guy, but I don't like the guy for a different reason. He went to Michigan. So I can't like him. It's impossible. Well, Sarah didn't go to Michigan. So I, I don't no, I had nothing against her. I, I respect somebody who's uh, who's that heated of a competitor who leaves it on the line emotionally. Yeah. I think that's awesome. And I think that is, not, and like I said, getting a chance to talk with her, she's so soft-spoken, like you said. Um, she yeah. was so real. I mean, I, tons of admiration the fact that she is uh, going to med school. I mean, that girl's, that's that's drive. Wicked smart, dude. Yeah, crazy <laughs> wicked smart. Um, I just, yeah, I thought that was cool. That was, that was an awesome interview. I can't wait to get a chance to to meet her and get a chance to talk with her face to face because that was cool. That was a great interview. I thought it was awesome. Yeah. Well, that's that's the first of many to come. Yeah. I've reached out to a couple of people, and you know we don't have a whole lot going on other than so everybody's just sort of cleaning yeah. houses. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, we definitely need to so. release this one pretty soon, and then just jump back on the bandwagon again. Take advantage. We've got. You know, gosh, could you imagine though, Sarah and them are until the end of April, and she's already been in the house for two and a half weeks. Mm-hmm. She's looking at like six to seven weeks. And I know that Bridger, I kind of mouthed it over to me once, and I, you know, and I didn't want to ask the question, but you know, Columbia is probably not the the most I don't want to say safest, but like down there, it's kind of like the old west a little bit, isn't it, Bridge? I mean, well, she had said that you know there were people were taking advantage of you know, the stipulations that they had put on right. as far as when you could shop and how many people and you could take with you and that kind of stuff. And people are already taking advantage of it. So we wish her the, wish her the best as far as safety yeah. and stuff goes, but, but cause it, it, you're really what she's trying to say in a nice way is kind of dangerous right now yeah. down there. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, I had a, but I'm sure I had an armed guard walk me back to the hotel after going to the casino one night. No kidding. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. No, it's, it's tricky. Yeah, because she's going to be but, in the house for literally four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. And then, mm-hmm. then if it doesn't get better, I mean, my goodness, I couldn't even imagine that. I hope we're out in the next two. I'm going to lose my mind already. I don't know. I saw I saw a prison inmate that said something about if he could make it in solitary confinement for six months, you can stay in your house for three <laughs> weeks. And play, play Xbox and watch yeah, no Netflix. Yeah, I mean, Speaking what's the other one? Our, uh, our, our grandparents were called upon to save the world by going to war. We're called upon to save the world by sitting on our butts and watching <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. I think we're good. So, okay. So yeah, no, we, we got a couple of good guests. Um, uh, we're going to start rolling out the uh, archery power couples are coming up. Uh, we got Linda and Steve coming up, uh, Paige and Tate, and Mr. Brady Ellison and Toya Ellison are going to be joining oh, us. That's going to be fun. Hopefully Mr. and Mrs. Perfect, all the way from Netherlands. Yeah. yeah. They're not Mr. and Mrs. yet, are they? They're close. No. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Does On paper? Does, <laughs> does uh, Netherlands have... Uh, common law. Common law. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. We shall but, see. But, dude, it's been, you yep. know, it's crazy because there's not been a lot. I, I think I seen one post like Hanson was out shooting in his backyard and mm-hmm. no shirt on. He's got to. Well, he's in Mexico. Oh, he's in Mexico right now. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks for sitting in and listening, listening yeah. with us, guys. If you have any more questions or somebody you want us to interview, We'll have our people, which are myself, Scott, and Jason, try and get a hold of them and yeah, get them to download Skype. And we so can I'm, do I'm, a, I'll do be anxious. Interview. I'll be anxious to see how this sound comes out because people don't realize this. So Jason's remote out of his house. 
Jason's at home. And Scott me and, and I, we're at the shop. We're at the shop. And then and Sarah called in from Columbia. So, Jason, you're you're going to find out how good a sound guy you are. The best. <laughs> the best. Well, like I said, yeah. like we'll we'll catch you on the next one. But we're going to be releasing these pretty often. So just keep an eye out for the content. Uh, we thank you. We appreciate everything y'all are doing for us as far as listening and share them, share them, share them. And um, we're going to keep bringing it and bringing it and bringing it. So. Yeah. I'm going to try and keep Scott off the doom and gloom on the next one. No, I'm not, it's not doom and gloom. It's just it's reality. I'm a realist. Sorry. Oh, everybody keeps hearing about it. I know. I know. We're I trying to teach. We're trying to give this people is why, something This is why else. we work it together because he's Mr. Positive and I'm Mr. Real. Call See, me anything but positive. <laughs> Bridger's <laughs> half full. Scott's half empty. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out which one of you guys is drinking my beer. Uh, Scott's <laughs> definitely half, damp- half empty. That's not he's true. quite a bit smaller than I am. No, I'm, I'm full. Full of it. Yeah, full of something. <laughs> that's for sure. All right, folks, you'll be good. All be right, safe folks. out there. Stay in your house. I'm going fishing. <laughs>